You're listening to the Mobcast Network. And roll sound. Sound speeds. Marker. And action. Welcome to Between the Line, a filmmaking podcast that navigates the line between your rights and mine, pirate and privateer, success and we're your hosts. I'm Drew Hall, and with me today, as always, is uh, Horse Rubin. Hello, everybody. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm getting over a cold, so if I cough or if you hear any, like, phlegmy stuff happening, I apologize ahead of time. I think we'll cut out the, uh, I'll just cut the, the coughs out. I'll leave one in. You know. I think I left one in, you know, because Alex, uh, in the Alex uh, Funky interview, he coughed a couple of times, yeah. and I left one in. Yeah, it adds flavor. It adds some organic <laughs> adds nature flavor. to the uh, podcast. It makes it real. Uh, so as we get started, let's uh, take a big swig of... Uh, uh, Fosco coffee. As uh, Stone Cold says, take a big swig for the drinking man. <laughs> I just drank coffee on the air, and that's from Fosco Coffee Bar. Mm, Fosco. Provides us with delicious coffee. Keeps, what, us, uh, keeps us jacked with uh, caffeine. Yeah, I think it's a light roast today, which means um, we're probably a little more leaded than normal. Yeah, but it, uh, it is good coffee. We say that every week. I mean it every week. I don't know if you do, but I know I mean it every week. I no, I don't. it's fantastic. Yeah. And so, um, true. Yeah. You know, tell us about our other sponsor. Oh, yeah. Okay, so uh, Screenplay Readers. I, I just got an email from them the other day. Uh, they launched a, a new product, and I got this email as a customer, not as a business affiliate, right? Right. So, so they launched a new project uh, or product called the Script Hub, which is kind of like the Blacklist sort of vibe to it. Um, so anytime you get coverage through them, you can um, list a script on the Script Hub, and you can post whatever you want, whether it's a log line or you want to go all the way into the coverage notes or whatever you want to do. And so the, the fun part of it is since we have this 10% off, it's a nice way to get your script up there and have it potentially looked at by producers and other industry folk, if you will. So um, our, our standard thing has always been between the line. Um, if you enter that in the coupon code uh, upon checkout from screenplay readers, then you get 10% off your total order. But now because of this new thing, not only do you get the 10% off your order, it will kind of allow you to jump in and, and use the script hub to post your script and, and get feedback or you know have it picked up potentially. I mean, that's the dream, right? Right. Um, but it allows you to put it out there and make it more accessible. So I, I just wanted to share that. That's our plug for, for those guys that, that did sponsor us. But it's also a matter of it's really pretty interesting and kind of a cool idea to, to reach out and give that option. Uh, very cool, actually. Um, you know, I've been reading a little bit more about uh, uh, The Blacklist and not the TV show, the Internet uh, screenwriting service. Uh, but I, I find it interesting that our, uh, our sponsors are doing that. I think that... Um, Competition is always good, and I think uh, having this kind of alternate service to that might uh, might lead to some interesting uh, things for people who aren't, you know, who are trying to get to that next level who, you know, might not necessarily right away be up on the blacklist. Well, the other thing, too, though, is, I mean, look, the truth of it is, uh, talk to any writer, sometimes coverage is fantastic. Yeah. Right, and, and you, ha you know, for us, we have a trusted source we like to go to, but I still have other people that read my stuff right. outside of them. But the, the, the reality is sometimes the coverage is you know, it changes the entire way you look at the script and someone read it with fresh eyes that has no memory of it, no knowledge of it. The other side of this too is sometimes scripts with not the best coverage end up, you know, it may, it may be that it's written well, formatted properly and all that stuff's a golden, but it may not be, well, this story seems like this, but it comes down to the pitch or a producer realizing or a director realizing or whoever kind of realizing there's something more to it than that. And then they carry it into the next exactly. phase. So it depends who your champion is sometimes. Yeah, it's all about having a champion. So find your champion on Script Hub. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's a good plug. Look at that. Hey, look at that. They they should pay us for that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, which kind of goes in with a champion. Yeah, we can champion a cause here uh, today. Today's will. episode. Today's episode. Yeah. What we kind of wanted to um, to just spend a little bit of time. I had looked at some st uh, statistics at the end of the year, uh, just out of curiosity, as a business owner, it's part of my job mm -hmm. to look at the market and see where things are. And one of the ones I always kind of just look at the trends on is what is going on in the world of piracy. And uh, just just to be clear, to set uh, you know a framework for what we're talking about, we're certainly not talking about guys with patches. They could have patches. They could. Okay. Uh, we're not talking about Blackbeard. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about film piracy specifically. So there are lots of issues about, you know, music piracy and lots of issues about software piracy. And while obviously similar, um, I think today we should really focus on film piracy because sure. that's what we know about the most. Well, and there's, I think we've been subjected to it on, on both sides. Like I've, yeah. you know, we've, we've talked about that and we'll go through that, but the other angle of that for me as a, as an owner is I can approach it from a product owner yeah. and having your product 
you know, drop and, you know, somebody messed up in distribution. And I know that because they released it earlier than the rest of the shows. Mm -hmm. Everything should drop day of date. So that happened. And then because the piracy leaked a week earlier than the other drops, than the retail and everything else, it gave the opportunity to any buzz we could have had of someone compulsively buying or picking up the movie or having an organic experience of finding the film was put into a position of, oh, I can just pull it down off, you know, whatever BitTorrent site or whatever site they use to, um, to kind of go that way. Well, so um, what to you is piracy? Like, what is your definition of piracy in one or two sentences? I don't know if I can do it one or two because I, I I have to fight the justifications. No, just I mean, like we, we we say taking the word content that's not yours. That's my definition that you did not pay for. Okay, that's my definition. So of piracy. so not not paying for in this case talking about films. So not paying for films that uh, you should pay for. And yeah. I don't care what time period. Yeah, regardless of time period, you don't care if it's old or whatever. Hey, sometimes that's the gold. And I come from the the VHS days, yeah. so I come from the uh, you know um, the the mouse used to uh, have certain movies come out, and they would put them in mausoleum, and you wouldn't be able to get you know uh, Cinderella uh, yeah, for a while, yeah. and it would made it. I, I come from that day, so that was part of the thing. Is sometimes you just can't find the movie, and it, it you're on the uh, you're on the eternal hunt. Yeah. So well, that begs the question, you know, um, <clears throat> from from what you just said, I, I you know I think. Actually, I know what your stance is on piracy. I know what mine is. So we don't want people to, to look at us and say, you know, you guys are hypocrites. Have Have you ever pirated? I have. I'm subject to it myself. Yeah. I've done it. Yeah. Um, so wh- why did you pirate? All right. Well, look, I have two. Yeah. Right. And uh, the two that I made the mistake on and, and of doing this mm-hmm. is just being selfish, which is what it really comes down to to me is it's a, self, a, a completely selfish act. Mm-hmm. Back in the... Gosh, it would have been the the early 2000s. I think there was a show on BBC. I don't think I know. There was a show on the BBC called Spooks, which was a spy-driven thing about MI5. And in the States, it later got retitled MI5. But at the time, you couldn't watch it. And I've always found the BBC to be like educationally, like visually, they push the boundaries. And, and, you know, I love spy stuff, so I'm all in. So I started pulling down episodes of that because I couldn't physically watch it in the United States. It did not exist. There was no BBC America. There was no MI5, <clears throat> MI5, which later came on A&E, I think. It wasn't getting played in the States, so I pulled it down and would download via torrents or whatever it was at yeah. the time. I would pull it down and watch episodes of that. And Netflix didn't have the library it had. Yeah. At the time, Netflix streaming didn't even exist. It mm-hmm. was only DVDs. So yeah, I mean, I, I pulled I pulled down Netflix and I pulled down another fairly big movie, yeah. not on purpose. I, I, I accidentally, but it's still, <laughs> everyone can say, yeah, everybody can say that. Um, I was trying to get something for, for I thought I'd found a riff track thing that I wanted to listen to. Ah, and I said had, it was the actual, and it was the actual yeah. movie. And of course I got a cease and desist letter. Hilarious. Yeah. I got tagged. Wow. Yeah. Totally got tagged. And I was like, Oh my God, no. And that was the last time I even, yeah. I even considered it. And that was just being lazy. Like I just, I didn't feel like watch lining up the riff track with the picture. And I thought I was just downloading the riff track. Cause like, Oh, well this way I can do it. It was just stupid laziness. And now I just, I went back and bought the riff track three times. Just, just the for, same to, one to sway your own guilt. Yeah. 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 Nice. Um, and you know, that's a common argument when people argue, you know, why piracy is okay is what you just said. And we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, I, I too, I too have pirated. Um, I, uh, and it's a similar situation. Uh, the other, the other one you hear a lot is poor, you know, you, I can't afford to watch movies, um, you know, or I can't afford to do whatever the hundred dollar cable bill. And it was a similar situation. I was going to university and I was in uh, New Zealand, uh, and you know, I, I couldn't afford cable and, uh, a lot of shows that I wanted to watch, I could, I just didn't have access to, like, even if I wanted to pay for some of the shows I couldn't get. But it was a territorial it was, rights yeah, issue. Yeah, it's a territorial rights issue, which goes into some of these arguments. Which goes into an interesting conversation. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, go ahead. Um, and and I, um, in the end, when I got to a position where I could afford things and started to really kind of like look at the, the more, my own personal like, you know, morals and ethics and, and how I felt about it, I'm like, I really, I remember actually very specifically, there was a one point where I'm like, look, you know, I live in this industry and I made a very specific choice to say this stuff really needs to stop. I, you know, I, I, I didn't try to justify it anymore. And in, in my opinion, a lot of people that argue for piracy, there's a few, it's hard to argue against, but most of the things I hear for arguing for piracy 
seem to me like justifications. And I say that because I was there and that's what I was doing. I was justified. Oh, I'm poor. I can't afford it. Or, you know, I can't watch it. So there's a point, and I remember it very clearly. I got a new computer and uh, I was like, I've got all this old pirated stuff. Also, part of it was fear because I'm like, if I travel back and forth between the states and they actually look at my hard drive, there's a ton of pirated stuff on here. And I was like, you know what? I, I'm choosing today to never do this again. And I deleted everything, anything you know, that was on my hard drive. And from that point forward, I very much made an effort to buy everything, purchase everything. The only little side note to that is, uh, again, wanting to watch content from the U.S. overseas. And, you know, I could afford Netflix. I could pay for Netflix. But that Netflix wasn't available in my territory. Netflix wasn't even available in my territory. Did you do like an uh, IP hide or something? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, uh, yeah. So I did like a, you know, just a, an IP hide. So I was paying for it, um, but I wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't in the territory that uh, I was in. And again, that's a bit of a justification, which we'll get into a little bit later. Right, which totally goes in. And, and for you guys that don't know, the, the way the film business works, most people probably, they listen to this, probably know. But in case you don't, when you make a movie... You sell territories. And I think this is an important piece to go into because th that's the, to me, that's the gray line of the that's the hardest one for me to justify, like or not justify yeah. or whatever to go back and forth on. Right. Debate. And the thing is, when you make a movie, you sell various territories. And so the first one is you sell domestic, which is your biggest territory. That's the United States. That's your 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 bread and butter. If you're a U.S. filmmaker, right, yeah. your home territory. And, and we're speaking to the U.S. side. So you sell that that domestic territory first and then. Uh, North American rights includes Canada in most cases. And then, you know, you start getting the South American rights and then everything else starts to get carved out. Australia, uh, New Zealand, um, France, Germany, Japan, uh, China, if you're lucky, you know, and, and it just kind of grows and spreads and goes from there. And so each one of those territories represents an amount of money that's coming in, an estimated amount of money. Sometimes when you're making the movies, mm -hmm. you assume this estimated amount of revenue that um, helps you get financing and so forth. So as those numbers roll in, that's how you do it. Well, if they didn't sell to a territory or didn't negotiate that territory or in the process of negotiating that territory, one of the the factors in the piracy side is if it's seen that it's already been run through that territory too much or if it is pirated, it decreases the value in said territory. That's one theory um, from me. That's my theory. Yeah. It decreases the value in that territory because then it's already out everywhere and, and you know, then it goes wherever it goes. But that's separate. That's how the territorial system works in film. Yeah. Well, I mean, think of it this way also. Um, and the argument always is, well, you know, the technology and the system needs to catch up because we're no longer in a territorial world. We're in this kind of, you know, the Internet has made it a kind of, you know, one world economy with some countries, you know, having great firewalls and all that, trying hard to separate that. But theoretically, you know, we can talk to and trade information with anybody in the world and the film industry needs to catch up. That is often an argument. And I, you know, I can see that. I can see the points of that. And you see things like Netflix and Hulu starting to really push those boundaries. But in the end, as somebody who has to get money to create a project and try to recoup that money, right? If you, uh, we'll get into the argument over like a physical property versus something that isn't physical. That that'll come later. But if you just look, pretend it's a widget. You and I have to get. $10 to make this widget, and we need to try to get at least $10 back to make e break even. And one person that we sell our widgets to is always really good, but we're never going to get all of our money from that one person, which is why we go to Bob and to Frank and to, you know, all these other different people. And that's kind of, you know, a simple way of looking at the territories. It is a way for us, the independent filmmaker and bigger people as well, to try to make our money back. Because if we just sell it domestically, it's almost impossible. Whereas, you know, we get a little bit of money from France, we get a little bit of money from Germany, and that all adds up. And maybe we make enough money to make our money back. And maybe we make enough money to make another film. Um, and by saying, oh, just it's one world market, I mean, that that means it's a make or break. It means you've only got one person you're selling it to. Right. Um, I think they would always subdivide it. It would always be 
it may not go full territorial splits, but I think you'd if they go that route, it would be like an EU, and then they would have uh, like. But, but it's still uh, a market uh, thing, and that's that's, no, that's the what argument. I mean, though. But it's 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 like three or four markets, but still, it's still the point of right. Yeah, and and that's dangerous because there's certain cultural yeah. influences where some movies will play better in a certain culture than others, and that gets to be an issue as well. And I, you know, I already heard uh, I heard one of one of my, you know one of the people that I've talked to before yelling in my ear just then. Well, if your movie's good enough, it doesn't matter how many markets are; it'll sell really well. And you know, I mean. On one hand, yeah, that's that is the you know the the whole thing of supply and demand, and if you create a product good enough, people will buy it. <clears throat> but uh, you know, I just don't think that's the reality. I don't think that's actually the world we live in because I think if you look around in every market, in every business, the best. I mean, and you look at history and technology. The best is not the thing that gets through. Right. There's a very specific thing about technology. The best technology is not the technology that goes through. It's it's usually the best that hits the right. Uh, it's it's a good one that hits the right um, people. That is you know good enough to be done cheaply. Blah 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 blah. Right. So for instance, the it's a perfect storm. Is essentially exactly. how it works. Yeah. So. Uh, there was a great article about the combustion engine and how the combustion engine is not actually the best technology, but it was the one that Ford was able to really push out and do, you know, make lots of, and that's why the oh, combustion with uh, Tesla and, and exactly, yeah, Edison, it, yeah. exactly. So I, I have to call bullshit on the argument. Well, if your movie is good enough, it's going to make it because there's so many other things that go into Look, it. Look, and frankly, there's a hundred million great movies out there that just don't get a break. Absolutely. And it just comes down to it. And, there, and then I think we've all probably seen a movie like, how did this How did this get made? There's a whole podcast on it. But how yeah. did this get made, which is an, a whole other thing, everybody's, it's subjective, right? At the yeah. end of the day, you're still selling a, that's what makes it a weird scenario. It's yeah. a subjective product is what we're talking about. So it gets, it gets gray. You know, I've, Let's step away from, you know, you know, we're getting into these these mire of the argument. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk a little bit of the personal side of things. I got this great story that just happened to me recently. Um, I'm uh, I've been away from uh, from Alabama for uh, nine years or so. And uh, I, you know, I just came back and I was um, I was working in the yard or something. And and this uh, this guy um, who I know, he was a, a friend of mine, uh, his father. Um, so I've known the guy since I was young. And I always liked the guy. He's a, you know, he's a businessman, you know, a self-motivated kind of guy, quite successful, had a really big house, nice, uh, and always loved talking to the guy. And we, I don't know, we had a, kind of a similar work ethic. You know, he kind of liked me above his, um, his son's other friends because, yeah, for some reason, I'd, maybe I'd help him in the yard when the other guys would go off and play or some stupid thing. Um, Anyway, so we were talking, and he's having, you know, he's having a rough time of it. We're talking about how technology is advancing and how that's making it tough for his industry, which is, uh, you know, like a like a mechanical engineer or something like that, going around to um, different uh, plants. He's talking about his son's company and his wife's company, and just the vast changes and how difficult it is to maneuver in this new world, this new technological world where. Like his wife does retail, and she has to compete with all these other online things, and her brick and mortar store is having a, t- a tough time with it. And then we move on, and he's he knows I'm in the film industry; he's known it for a while. And we're talking, and he kind of casually mentions that he saw, you know, uh, some film recently with his grandson, with his grandchildren and his son. And, he, and he's like, "Yeah, and my son, there's this website, and he gets all the latest movies for free. He just watches them on this website for free, and." And you know, even if they're in the theaters, he still watches them for free. And he goes, you know, I, I know that's probably, you know, not right. But, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's great, you know. And it, it, it hit me. And I think it maybe hit him at the same time, right, that he's right. talking about my business. Right. And we just talked about this in his business and how it's hurting him. And I see the wheels clicking in his head a little bit. And he doesn't go so hard to justify it hard. He just, you know. He just sticks with this idea that in in his mind and in his world, it's great. And obviously, you know, because what it amounts to is he doesn't have to drag these three or four grandchildren out to the movies. Um, and we've talked a few times. Going to the movies is expensive. Yep. It's you very know. expensive. And with kids, it's expensive. Right. 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 Oh, yeah. And, Trust me. And, you know, if the kids aren't paying attention, it's fine. They can pause it. Or it doesn't even matter because they're not paying for it. So they don't have to worry about the value they're getting from it. Um. And, you know, he goes, and, you know, I just, you know, I, I don't understand why, you know, you know, why you'd go to the movies nowadays anyway. And, you know, that really kind of hit home for me. And I talked earlier about how I used to, you know, um, watch movies because I justified it in my situation. Um, 
but it isn't justification anymore. It is a lot of people. It's just, it just makes sense. Right. You know, for him, it just made sense because I, I can't afford to spend the money. It's a hassle. This is just the way I should do it. And, you know, wow, that really is a change in the way people think, in my opinion. Well, look, some of it is like, and, and I'll pop some of these numbers off, mm -hmm. uh, some, some, the, the top 15, I, I was able to find the top 15 pirated movies of, um, of 2015. Yeah. It's kind of fascinating, right? I mean, most of these are all, actually all of them. Actually, you're on this list a lot of movies you worked on. Okay. These are all, these are all pictures that, um, uh, were fairly big movies, the exception being potentially uh, focused uh, the Will Smith film. I, I don't remember the budget on that, but I, it's probably the smaller of, of all of these. So um, Interstellar was number one. Even though it was 2014 released, it still was the most pirated film, according to the stats, yeah. uh, which this is from a, a Variety article that, that triggered it. And so it was just over 46 million downloads. Wow. Okay. Furious 7. That's a horse movie. Yay. 44 million downloads. Age of Ultron, 41 million. Jurassic World, 36. Mad Max, 36. And these are, there's pluses in that category. American Sniper, 33. Fifty Shades of Grey, 32, which I find interesting. That's like, if I download <laughs> that it, might no be, one knows. Yeah, it might be it. embarrassment yeah. being the uh, downloading uh, factor. The there. Hobbit, Battle of Five Armies, 31 million. Terminator Genesis, um, 31. The Secret Service, which I think is probably the, the Kingsman. Oh, maybe. yeah, yeah. Uh, was at 30 million focus which is a will smith film shot in new orleans uh was 26 million san andreas is 25 the minions was 23 and inside out was 22. so to me the trend is clearly not kids movies mm -hmm. right so it's yeah, it's adult movies it's adult movies so there's a conscious that doesn't mean that a child is downloading these pictures it could be but in, in theory like interstellar is not a kid kind of movie like you know what i mean like it's not from content i just mean like the the sure it is no that's not yeah i mean just the idea of interstellar is very yeah. intellectual right and going through it and most of these films also did most of them did really well in the box office on top of it mm -hmm. i don't know how 50 shades did but the, the other ones uh, well they're making another one okay. so they obviously some profitability in well it. there's a book attached to it but yeah. and that anyway that's pretty staggering numbers if you if you calculate that up and you assume let's say 99 cent rental Right. Let's go with the Redbox thing. If yeah. Redbox was ninety nine cent rental, that's another forty six million dollars uh, plus. And I believe these are these are also worldwide. So, I mean, you have to kind of take that into consideration. But it's it's pretty interesting to me. That's a lot of that. That's a lot of numbers. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of money. But look, you know, a lot of people will argue. And for the record, I'm just going to say this now. A little disclaimer in this argument that not argument in this discussion that we're having. I will bring, I'll play the devil's advocate, even though my mind is made up and I've been down a different path and I have since changed my mind and I hold that right as a human being to now say I've changed my mind about doing this stuff. I will still make those arguments when I can insert them right. for piracy. And, right. and one of the things that you just mentioned, those are, you know, those did really well in the box office. So how does it hurt? You know, if all those films are doing so well in the box office... What's the big deal? You know, it's this multi, it's, it's the mouse. One of the most, you know, let's, you know, let's say we're, we're, what's the big deal? Right. That, that's what a lot of arguments are. So how, how would you respond to your friend that says that? Well, no, to me, it's the same thing. Um, I, I again, doing a, a, a food analogy, mm -hmm. right? It's consumable. A movie to me is a consumable in some way. Right. Because most of the time you watch a movie, you, um, you watch a movie and then you may or may not watch it again. And you may regurgitate it out or it may exit your yeah. brain or whatever. Very much like food, mm. right? So is it okay to steal food? Um, maybe we can make a philosophical argument. Yeah. Yes, it's okay to steal food if you're hungry and you have no other means of getting food. Because right. that's, a, that's sustenance so for life. So we're starting to get an ethical argument. Right. right. So it's a sustenance of life, right? You have to have food to, to survive. You don't need movies to survive. You just don't. Right. I'd like to think that you do because it keeps us in business. But you don't <laughs> need movies or content right. to survive. So my biggest thing is, would you steal, if you have $100 in your wallet and you go to McDonald's mm -hmm. and someone sets their food down up there and you just, clever way to steal food, by the way, is you just stand there and you look like you paid an order and then all of yeah. a sudden you just pick up the food and walk off. That's what you did. You um, took that away. Yeah. You literally lifted that food away. You did not pay for it. Yeah. You're going to consume it and then you're going to shat it out. 
Look, I know a lot of people that will argue with you and that what they'll say is that actually isn't what you're doing because you're copying something that exists. So you haven't gotten rid of the original, right? So that's their argument. So in, 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 in what, it's a silly analogy, but what they'd say is, okay, I didn't steal his Big Mac. What I did was I copied his Big Mac and took it for myself without paying See, for that it. See, that isn't, I don't understand how that's an argument. <laughs> like well, literally I can't, my brain can't wrap around how that's an argument. That's the same, that, that's the definition of copyright infringement to me. But their argument is you can't steal something if it doesn't physically exist. You can't steal an idea. You can't steal a tune. You can't steal a thought, right? Right. The idea is there has to physically be something there that you steal. Perfectly fine. My answer would be if we all took that global view, movies cease to exist. No one is going to make a movie. No one is going to make that intangible product, right? no one is going to make it if they're not going to make money from it some way, shape, or form. Or better yet, they may say, I'll make this for free. Mm-hmm. But they need the money, which is crowdfunding. Yeah. They need the money in order to produce, at least gather the goods to do it. I don't know. Let's say all the crew works for free. Yeah. Right? They could get all the props donated. Do you think you could make Interstellar with everything donated? The, the most pirated film ever, my argument would be, could you make Interstellar completely donated? Uh, do I think that? Yeah. Well, I'm, if you're devil's advocating, I'm, uh, I'm going. Oh, yeah. To well, of course. I mean, I'm devil's advocating here. If it's good enough. <laughs> oh, don't. You can't use that argument. You've already negated it at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> then people will pay for it. No. But okay. that, no, but that goes against what that person is saying. Well, the, the argument, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. But that his point is it isn't stealing, but you reward someone by giving them money if it's good. Uh, look, here's why I find that argument problematic. And the idea of... Well, you're not stealing because it doesn't exist. I find it problematic because it is still a situation of... I find it problematic for two reasons, and I have to back it up one. Number one, it's you're, you're still taking... You're harming something, you're taking value away from something, and by taking a value away from something, that is, you're diminishing it. And to me, that is akin to stealing. So, for instance, right... Um, you have a job and I have a job. We have we have a job at the the steel steel mill, right? Right. Um, and we are a, the our skill set is not a physical thing, right? The years that we spent studying to do that is not a physical thing. Somebody cannot steal that from us, right? Um, a job isn't a physical thing. It's an activity, right? Just like watching a movie. Now, if Joe Blow comes in, who didn't spend these years doing it, but he's fancy and he's smart and he's a good talker and, you know, threatens the boss or whatever he does, and he gets, he takes our job from us um, by whatever means necessary. And this, if we're making it illegal, let's say he, you know, threatens the owner of the company. Right. Blackmails us in, extorts us in, whatever whatever he does. does, And he takes my job. I damn sure are going to feel like he's stealing my job, even though there's nothing physical there, right? Right. Um, Things that take value away from human beings, to me, are are theft. Now, the the second argument for that, and this one is a little funny, is is this idea of, well, if it's good enough, you know, people reward it. Um, The reason why I don't think that holds up is because you, you have all these people not paying for it, you have it harder for people like us to make films, like us to get up to the ranks where maybe we are contending in those $100 million range. Because let's not forget, while those are corporations, the creative people are still human beings and still creatives. And while, yes, this is all about who you know, there still is a skill set you have to get. There still is a, a, a way to get to that world. And if we're going to, I'm going to talk about China just for a second. Um, China, you know, is on a lot of filmmakers' minds at the moment, a lot of studios' minds at the moment. And it just seems to have come out of the blue. Everybody's like, oh, my God, China. You know, uh, Fast 7 made $500 trillion in China. The, you know, it's the new big thing in China. Look, it's not just the new big thing. Um, if you look at the history over the past years, and, and we've talked about this a few times, um, China, I think it was last year. Let me look. There's a Wall Street Journal article here from... Yeah, two years ago in 14, China suddenly started cracking down on uh, piracy, right? Because right. remember, China used to be the place where they pirated everything. You right. know, like my, you know, as soon as your movie goes to China, it's pirated and has no value anymore. Right. Um, and, and 
filmmaker studios saw China as not a valuable market. Well, somebody somehow somewhere in China was thought that, wait a minute, the film industry is a valuable market that we'd like to get into. Well, how do we make China a valuable market? The first thing they did was crack down on piracy. Exactly right. And then they spent the year doing that, and then they put in all their infrastructure, and now look at China. Uh, you know, literally, it's almost as big as the U.S. Yeah. in the course of two years. Right. And it's it's a new emerging market. So here's my thing about if it's good enough, they'll pay for it mm -hmm. concept, right? How do you get the movie made? How do you get the movie made? Because my argument is people going to theater, paying the money to see the movie. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an issue of, to me. Chicken my, egg. It is. But yeah. it's also an issue of people being mad that something made more money than them. It's a jealousy thing and it's selfish and it goes back to that beat. Yeah. If that's the argument, let's say you and I get together right now, Horst and Drew show, yeah. right? We call all of our favors and we've done this before. We get everybody together. We shoot a feature, right? And we shoot this movie for zero dollars. Zero. Yeah. We use only items that we have here that were loaned to us or donated, right? It's all donation. And then you and I turn around and we feed the crew. So we have an expense. And let's say our expense to feed the crew uh, is we're all in for $2,000 for two weeks of filming, right? Right. And we feed the crew because we got to feed them because that's just being polite, right? <laughs> and we're Southerners. And so we do that. And then all of a sudden the movie goes out and online, it's free, but you can give us whatever you feel like it's worth. And then suddenly we make $10,000. Yeah. Right? We, we five times our profit. We made or our investment. We made $10,000. That's $10,000 that we did not have to start with. Right. right? Is, is that not you're rewarding us for that. Let's say it becomes a big hit, right? right? And then it jumps and it makes, let's go crazy with it. It makes a million dollars off a $2,000 investment. Yeah. And that's because people downloaded it and paid 99 cents, a million downloads and everyone gave us 99 cents. Right. They're rewarding us for that. We put the investment in to do that. Correct. Yeah. That's the same thing as making a movie on any platform. Yeah. So they come along and they create interstellar. We'll use it. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what the production budget was. I'm sure it was over hundred million. So they, they front a hundred million dollars. They front it. They like a loan. They put up the money to make this product because they believe in the storyline and yeah. they believe it will do well. They put up the money. They put up the advertising. They put up the P and a money. They put up everything behind it. And the reward for them in putting up that money is that audiences do like it yeah. and audiences then invest in it and audiences do click download and buy and do all that stuff, you know, from iTunes or whatever and buy physical copies The physical copies get ripped. That's one of the ways they get ripped. Right. Yeah. And so they get ripped and we have a great example of a physical copy getting ripped and leaking on the internet. So that is stealing because it was a physical copy. They pulled the information off of that. That's they're paying back. But the physical copy is still there. The physical copy is still there, <laughs> but it is a copy of the physical copy. I know it's for me. It's yeah, it's, it's the valuation thing. And that's why I don't necessarily agree with either one of those arguments. But I'm going to put this to you, though. There, there is, I think, a positive side to piracy. Um, and it's the argument that we kind of skirted around a little bit. Um, the world always moves on, right? Things always advance. Technology always advances. And we, as technology advances, industries fall behind. And if they fall too far behind, the industry goes under. Music industry. Music and well, I mean, you know, if you look, you know, look at other, you know, past industries like in history that have gone away because of technology. I mean, there we don't have, you know, you know, horse and carriage anymore because technology has taken over. Blah right. blah. Um, so one thing that I will look at is because of this world that we live in and the internet and exchange of information is so easy. And to me, that's actually what a lot of it comes down to for the casual person. You have some people that are, you know, very staunch about making sure that piracy is okay. And then I think probably 90% of people is just because it's easy. You know, like my friend. You no, know. it's lazy. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but the, the um, technology, it, it has forced this industry to change. Um, and I, I honestly believe that Netflix, Hulu, now Amazon, and all these things that are... Um, becoming so prevalent. I mean, just in the past couple well, of years. Well, the argument I have is it's it, you're you're kind of leaning into subscriptional versus Absolutely. transactional. Transactional is anything you pay yeah. a single time usage for or buy it, mm -hmm. right? That's transactional. Subscription is Netflix, Amazon Prime, yeah. uh, Hulu, all subscriptional, right? It it does make it easier. Absolutely, and it's actually an anti piracy maneuver, in my opinion. Exactly, it is right. And that that's my point. Is that was. And, and this, this is the argument that a lot of people make, um, is that 
well the industry needs to catch up. I have a lot of people that have a certain political view that has a lot to do with liberty. And, right. uh, you know, they don't like more laws. Like, the, the, like piracy, you know, I don't want to have more laws. And I have a lot of, and I agree with a lot of them, you know, all the... Um, you know, like the inter, you know, shutting down the internet's ability to be free and people controlling the internet. There were a lot of things in the past few years where, um, you know, the, the government tried to regulate the, the, the internet and a lot of my, um, libertarian friends were against it. And I was against a lot of that stuff as well. But a lot of that was coming from this anti-piracy thing. A lot of, you know, pressure to put these things in place. So an argument is, Battling piracy shouldn't be applying more laws. Battling piracy should be the industry catching up or dying, right? And to me, Netflix is a is is a reaction to that. Hulu is, and you know what? Netflix just recently at um, Sundance, right? Oh yeah, they just they swept the room. Yeah, they started like you know, they started out buying all the studios, and they have this surge of power. So for me, while I, you know, am hurt by piracy because of the industry I'm in, I can take a step back and say, well, this is one of the consequences is it is changing our industry. And hopefully, I think potentially it's changing our industry for the better. Yeah, I still just it gets into a gray area of um, uh, crowdfunding scenarios. Right. So you put out something, you you put it out and you and you, and you use that as an evaluation tool to see if someone would buy a product. So like you right. drop it and you're like, oh, well, look. No one bought the product. Yeah. So a really great idea from a very talented writer, you know, filmmaker or whatever is sitting on a shelf somewhere because it, it didn't get the crowdfunding status that it should have, which is arguably it comes into a PR game and a whole nother process, right? right. That that we're learning as as we we evolve as filmmakers and creatives and, and businessmen. So then it negates a lot of that content down. So no one's taking the risk on new ideas. Right. Agreed. No one's taking the risk on doing that. And we see that trend kind of occurring as they're going with the safety. We, we were talking about it earlier. There's like a lot of remakes and yeah. we're all familiar with remakes. But the, the, the interesting thing, if we look at the piracy list, just real quick. Yeah. Um, that list is fascinating to me because I got to pull it back up because I stupidly closed it. But all right. So that's fascinating to me. Let's talk about and they could be based on a book. But again, somewhat of an original idea. Interstellar. Mm-hmm. Original idea. Furious 7. Not. Right. So that's one. Um, Age of Ultron is based on comics, so no. Jurassic World's based on um, is a sequel to the books, right? Yeah. But I would call it a slightly original idea. Mad Max was based on an original idea, and it's a technically I'll give a sequel a sequel. I think it's somewhat fair. Fury Seven is technically a sequel. All yeah. right. So now we're in four in American Sniper based on a true story and a book and a book original idea. Um, Fifty Shades of Grey original idea. The Hobbit. Book. It was a book. It was an yeah. e-book. Um, the Hobbit, original idea. Expanded over, right? The Hobbit, the original book of The Hobbit is original. Now, I understand your point of view. I get it. He's making a face. <laughs> Terminator Genesis, original idea, sequel, right? Yeah. Uh, the Kingsman, I don't know about it, so I'm going to assume original idea. Well, I don't know either. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, Focus, original idea. San Andreas, original idea. The Minions, original idea. Inside Out, original These are all original ideas. These are the movies that are getting stolen. Original ideas are getting stolen. Yeah. Now, they are loose sequels, and you can see that. The only one on there that's a hard nose based on a popular comic book concept, to me, is mm. The Avengers. That's the one I know about. Yeah, I mean... Because Mad Max is technically a sequel in that same space. Yeah, I, I have a little problem with, uh, think, considering, like, a uh, Hobbit original. And I have, I think Hobbit... I mean, because for me, an original idea is not a franchise. So not based on anything. Not based on anything. That's, so the so only Interstellar one I, would be that for me on that list. Because that was Nolan wrote it. That right? Nolan wrote it. They came up with the concept. Inside Out. Uh, yes. Okay. But I would argue, uh, yes, it's an original idea, but also we, they go off the Pixar branding. Yeah, but, but it, but is, it is an original idea. One. All right. So then Inside Out. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, Minions. Yeah. Well, yeah. it was. They, they came about in Despicable Me. I mean, that's an, it wasn't based on a book. It was an original idea that just Despicable Me off. was, but the reason why this is a safe bet is because it's off. Okay. So we'll take it off. San Andreas, weirdly yes, enough. Original. Completely original idea. Fifty Shades of Grey's original idea. Okay. Yeah. I'll go with that because it's a book, but it was never tested as a film. I'll go with that. Um, American Sniper, same thing. Mm-hmm. So we're still seeing original content based on what your, your adjustment yeah. to our statement. Yeah. Original content is still in the top 15 in 2015's top pirated movies. So people want original content. They want something unique and new. 
Yeah, and look, and that's one of my biggest arguments. Part of, they, they, yeah, they're interested in unique. P- one of my biggest arguments against this whole um, idea that uh, if it doesn't exist tangibly, right, if it isn't something that you're not stealing, like ideas and music can't be stolen. And a, a lot of this, a lot of what I, from the few discussions I've had with some very hardcore people with this line of thinking, um they have this idea that, uh, you know, like copyrights shouldn't exist and, uh, you know, because you can't, you know, lock in an idea, you know, free thought, you know, this idea of free thought. Um, it's, yeah, yeah I, I know, I'm with you. Uh, but I just, for me, it does exactly what you just said, okay? It, it um, devalues and demotivates original thinking and original ideas and it does not have, it does not, um, uh, give give any kind of rewards to people to come up with something new, and it's not just in film. For me, that's the same thing when it comes to any any sort of like uh, research, right? It's basic, you know, that pure research. the ar- The argument where it comes from, or from the patent trolls, are from these outrageous things of like uh, some company trying to. Uh, copyright the human genome, or or put a patent on the human genome. Because most the first- recently there was a trademark on the. React videos, yeah. The kids react. Someone tried to trademark that. Yeah, and it went terribly for them. The internet was like, "No, you can't do that." Yeah, yeah. And they, you know, they rebuttaled. But and and, and I, I see that, right? I see that. Okay, look, you know, you should not be allowed to, you know, patent the human genome, right? Okay, yeah, cool. I get that, but that is not the same thing as as putting value on ideas, right? Um, people will take, will always take something, things will always take something, take it to the extreme, twist it and make it into something that is not good, such as trying to patent the human genome, all this sort of stuff. Uh, patent trolls going out there, you know, just, just trying to make patents and then suing people later. Yes, people do that. But that is, that doesn't mean to get rid of the system altogether. That, that to me is a, just a reactionary thing. You know, it's, it, it, it doesn't help uh, our society in any way. And I think to help our society in this world, you want to motivate people to come up with original things, uh, not just in, you know, science and stuff, but in our world too, in creativity. 41 minutes. Favorite 41. pirate movie. Um, favorite pirate movie. Oh, the, um, one, it's a terrible movie with, uh, what's her name? Oh my God. You're going to say Cutthroat Island? Cutthroat Island. Yes. That's what I was thinking. Uh, and yeah. I was, I was going to be a bear, like literally in my head. I was like, that's scary. Like we're too similar in some cases. All right. So here's my thing though. Like if going back to where you were, I, I, the tangible thing just doesn't, doesn't exist because I am a creative human being. Right. Right. So, so does that argument come from non-creative human beings? No, and look, I don't mean in the business. Does that argument come from people who don't think that an idea is is unique and fun and exploring an idea? Does this come from people who don't play role playing game? <laughs> uh, my honest answer to that, no, I don't think. And so. we're talking about tabletop, not table. Video. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that comes from the human need to justify, um, or to, to troll, or to troll. Yeah, I, I'm agreed. I think part of it is trolling, and I think one of the people that I talked to, there's just one guy who was um, in in New Zealand. He was on the dole, which means he was getting money from the government because he wasn't working, even though he worked in the film industry. He got fired because he sucked. Um, uh, he'll probably hear this and be mad at me for saying, but that, that's why you lost the job, buddy. It's because you sucked. Um, and uh, uh, he lost the job. And he got the dole, which meant the New Zealand government was giving him money, right? But he argued that, you know, the I don't want to pay taxes for anything because I only want to pay for things that I want. And I don't think anybody should get the dole. I'm like, but why are you taking the dole? Well, because I can't. And this is the same guy. It, it, it but that's my thing is like this gets into a hypocritical circle. Exactly. It's just it's, you're it's, forever stuck in that. It's the same guy who was saying, you know, that only physical things should be valued and can be stolen. Um, there should be no copywriting. There should be absolutely no value given to an idea uh, or, or a creative work or in anything because it doesn't have real meaning. And, you know, look, I call bullshit on that, too. And then to me, I think he's a troll. Right, right. Um, I think he did it to spark outrage because he loves that. Um, there was another group of people I think that do it because they want to justify. Right. Um, if I justified when I pirated because I was poor, 
right? I can't afford this, so I will get it for but free. But that's that's my thing there. But it's justifying. I don't need that to survive. Correct. Right? I do not need it to survive. No, the, none of this stuff is mandated that you must watch. Exactly. It is popular culture currency. I want that is it to all watch it is. It, it is a yeah. currency. No, I agree. I, totally I saw Interstellar. So you don't want to be the guy at the water cooler or gal at the water cooler that didn't see Interstellar. And I'm picking on that because it's number one. Right. right? And it was a 2014 movie that's still on the top 15 of 2015's piracy list. So you don't want to be the person at that that didn't get to watch Interstellar. Yeah. Right? That's a currency. There's an exchange happening there, right? Mm-hmm. Or a, a withholding because you didn't see it. That's my bigger thing is not, nothing the, – the piracy on the film side, none of this is mandated that you must own it. The piracy on the technology side is nothing is mandated you must own software because I'm equally right. anti-pirating software. Nothing is mandated that you must own th- this song or have this track. None of that. It's all elective. This is all elective choices. Mm-hmm. And the fact that what drives me insane is regardless of if if they made me lose money or not, it's just this idea that it's suddenly your right to own it because it exists is I, I can't I, I, I just don't agree with it. And there's no there's no yeah, I mean, they don't, it doesn't make sense. It logically doesn't make sense to me. I can't find the logic jump to say, well, because it exists, I have a right to it. Yeah. OK. Uh, the, well, the, the the it comes. It's this weird line, right? It's this thing of free exchange of inter, information. Right. It's so, not information. Uh, but they believe it is right. on this particular argument. And right. and, you know. It's a great thought, you know. We ch- you know, every everybody does everybody does everything for if free. If it were information, blah, blah, we blah. would see, we would the top fifteen mm-hmm. or the top pirated movies would be documentaries, um, and that's my argument. The pure, I mean, it's still it's still entertainment. You know what we haven't touched? Infotainment or whatever. <laughs> we haven't touched on the fact of, you know, we're talking about value, and we've talked a few times about creating value, about the importance of publicity. And look, publicity is very rarely, you rarely get the numbers on publicity, how much money they put into a movie. We talked what we think it is. It's right. <clears throat> sometimes 50% of the budget, sometimes 100% of the budget. But they never—they don't release it. They don't tell you about it. Right. Um, and that is literally the engine that creates value, right? Right. Because all value is, is making people think they want it. Right. And I think perhaps I was a victim of that when I was poor and felt I needed to watch this TV show or this movie and and downloaded it. So in my mind, I think not necessarily it's just pure greed. I think it's just that human need to say, well, I'm doing this. I feel like I should do it. And I need to come up with a reason why I'm doing it. Well, why not get off your, your rumpus and go to the, uh, you know, I don't know how it is outside the U.S., but yeah. go to the library, right? You're going to pay a dollar. But you're funding you're funding other people. You're benefiting people by giving that dollar and renting the yeah, movie yeah. or dollar fifty, whatever it is. I think it's like here it's cheap. Yeah. But like two bucks for a Blu-ray, right? Mm-hmm. And you get it for like three days or four days, something insane. Yeah. You're benefiting all of those books and people in that library now have benefit from you because you know books are free, right? You just yeah. check them out and you just pay your late fees. But like that's that's sharing knowledge. Yeah. That's not piracy because you're you're. The but, library was donated those or given those or whatever the case may be. And they, I don't, I don't know how the, the system works. Okay. I'm, I'm, I was going to wait till a little bit later. I'm going to yeah, do it now. Bomb, I'm going to, I'm, Go I'm going to hit you because look, I, I think a lot of people, it comes down to this argument of people don't want to be the bad guy. Right. Right. And while you and I, because we're in this, in this industry feel like, you know, if you are doing this, you're the bad guy. When I was doing it, I felt like it was wrong and eventually it got me to the point where I said, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. Um, but people don't want to be wrong. So they will, you know, say, okay, uh, look, I'm helping the industry change, like our argument why it's good, or I'm too poor, like I used. <clears throat> what I'm going to do right now, okay, I know how emotional Drew is about this topic. <laughs> oh, we haven't gotten emotional yet, really. Uh, I am, I'm currently looking at the website, uh, debate.org. Um, which, you know, lets you put your opinions on uh, to debate a topic. This is, should piracy be legal? Uh, And I'm going to read to Drew some of the arguments for why um, piracy should should be legal. Can we cue the circus music? Because that's what I feel like this is about to be. I'm... uh, uh, (laughs) I'm just going to... This is just going to be fun. All right. um, So here's a person uh, who uh, says... Piracy is not stealing. It's sharing. 
and sharing is caring. Okay, whatever. When you pirate, you're just copying, not stealing. If it was stealing, the original would be gone. Why should anybody be forced to pay for something that's not physical. I understand all the money needed to produce CDs and DVDs, but this is the internet age. If you create a cool movie, then just upload it on YouTube. I'm not saying that media creators shouldn't get paid for creating something. I'm saying they should make money a different way. Monetization and donations are a much better way of making money than forcing something to pay something to pay a lot of money. I was bashed by a greedy semi-famous jerks for saying that $300 program should cost you. Uh, okay. If you are a true developer, animator, writer, actor, then money shouldn't be your fir the first thing on your mind. If you want money for your work, just monetize your video or song and set up a donation system and make a little money that way. Let the people legally download it or edit your media software using Creative Commons. Here's my rebuttal. Mm -hmm. Clearly, this individual has no idea the amount of effort that goes into creating anything. No, but he created a video. Oh, is this guy? No, sorry, different guy. The, the, this individual does not know exactly, has no clue what the creative process is in order to get something made. Specifically, I'm still sticking to film because, mm -hmm. you know, you can argue music. We're doing a podcast with a Zoom recorder, which cost, you know, 500 or 400 bucks. Uh, microphones that were luckily donated to us that are super high end because yeah. <laughs> we couldn't afford them. These yeah. are ribbons and they're expensive. And... Our laptops are open. This is all content we have to use to make this, right? Yeah. Now, we give this away. We're, we are we're, yeah, completely away. in the argument. Yeah. We don't get any money for it. No. We have made zero dollars on yeah. this. All we've done is been able to support yeah. doing this every So every we're week. doing exactly what he's saying right and there. And we're not we? rich either. No, we're not. Okay, so great. There, we're doing that part of it. So but, we need to figure out But we're out of our pocket. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. So, okay, so, I, but I'm not going to ask for money because that's not, that's not in my nature. That, that's not the point of what this right, is. Right, right. Right. So I, I still go down to they clearly don't value being entertained. To them, the value of exactly. being entertained, they don't look at it in this way. And it's a simple breakdown for me. I equate going to see a movie for, if I'm just going to say non-babysitter version, yeah. me and my wife, $8 a head, right? $16. Mm -hmm. We watch a two and a, let's say a two-hour movie mm -hmm. or 90 minutes of standard, but let's say a two-hour movie. So for $4 an hour per person. Yeah. Was I entertained for $4 an hour? That's how I equate it because that's what I just spent. And if I was entertained for $4 an hour, yes. Okay. On a video game side, right? Yeah. You buy a video game for $60. Yeah. If let's use the $4 scenario. Put a hundred hours in that thing. Easy. There yeah. you go. Well, so look, I, I just, it doesn't, it negates itself right there. So they don't value there isn't to them. There's no value in, 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 in entertainment. There's no value. In it. And their argument is, well, if I, it was entertaining, I would pay garbage. Oh, no, it, you wouldn't. I, I, this is what I, okay. You know, I'm, I'm giving away. Yeah, I said, you know, I, I agree with you on the pirate thing. I'm just going to re respond yeah, to this guy in case for some reason he happens to uh, listen to this. So he says, um, if you are a true developer, animator, writer, actor, then money shouldn't be the first thing on your mind. Well, douchebag, if money shouldn't be the first things on our mind, then can pay for it, asshole. Sorry. Okay. Uh, maybe I'm the one getting emotional, yeah. not you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Let me, let me find another good one. Is there anything you want to talk about? while? I... No, no. I mean, it, it just goes back to what I was saying. It's mm -hmm. like the reality of the situation is it's all we do is sell value for value exchange. Right. And that's what the creative property business is. Intellectual property yeah. business is selling value for value exchange. Do you find this valuable? Yes or no? That's it. The same argument is, are seeing movies a gamble? Yes, they are. Because you are gambling your money on whether or not you will be entertained. That is the currency you receive. What you receive when you place those, you're playing blackjack, mm -hmm. right? And if you beat the dealer, you were entertained and you were happy. That is what you're doing. That is it. And whether it costs you $5 or $100, it's how much you're willing to invest to find that entertainment value. That is it. That is all there is to it to me. It's a simple exchange. Okay. Uh, th this guy touches on something we haven't quite keep talked saying about. guy. Okay, it could be. Don't say their name, but just in fairness, this, I prefer the word individual. This person, this um, gender neutral person. Thank you. Um, will be, uh, let's say, okay. Yes, piracy should be legal. Piracy, remember this is uh, from debate.org on, I'm uh, going to hit them up because we're getting it from debate.org on the question, should piracy be legal? 
Uh, yes, piracy should be legal because maintenance of private distribution is arbitrarily regulated and is based on an unfounded assumption that piracy hurts those involved in production of the goods or services. Wait, don't say it. Oh, I saw you. Pop. I saw you clenching. After all, who hasn't had friends over to watch a movie or decided to take a picture of non-sensitive artwork at the museum? Those who claim that piracy is stealing seem to overlook the point that this. Uh, that is, they and their friends who get a benefit from the public display of the so-called pirated goods. Furthermore, it is not the case that pirating causes, say, the actors of a pirated film to suffer financially. If the said film is getting pirated, then isn't that the, the mark of demand? Didn't Radiohead, by allowing one of their albums to, to go, get you to decide to pay a price, thereby encouraging piracy, but didn't find their sales of the popularity sink as a result? Did they find their... Uh, popularity is sink as a result. Piracy is just another form of non-monetized demand which has its own benefits of increasing product visibility. So this is the argument, sorry, this is the argument that uh, piracy is okay because it gets people to see your work and isn't that good. Isn't that what you want as a creative? Okay, Go. so here, here, here's the simple thing with Radiohead. <laughs> as far as I know, they've only done that one time. and I, I, They haven't done it since. I'm not a Radiohead fan, so I, I can't completely regulate that statement but as far as i know they did it one time it was great pr yeah they paid for that pr yeah. that was pr their value was whether we make money or not it's free we'll get attention that's what they the attention that they got was the currency they were willing to risk that they invested in by creating an album that cost them however much it cost them to create the album right yeah they spent that money in that capacity right right they bought it they bought from this knuckle turd yeah they basically bought from him his attention mm -hmm. to promote their album. Yeah. They paid him to yeah. promote their album, right? It's the promotion thing, yeah. It goes right back to it. They paid him. So there's a value for value exchange right then and there. Done, Yeah. right? It's not a clean break. As far as the crew side of it goes, which is the one thing I think is always funny, they always want to talk about the actor. Yes, the actor does benefit. Actors get residuals from films, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So the big name actor that got $2 million on a picture, great. Their cost of living is whatever they've decided to set their cost of living is. But let's go to the between the liners where we live. Yes, Let's sir. talk about that. Let's talk about an actor who, who is able to survive to their next job if they're lucky off the residual checks. Those residual checks are what make or break their career. Right. It's not a, them being seen as much. It's important and right. it's part of it, right? But it's also what keeps them alive. It is their job and it floats them to the next job so that they can continue to prosper. Crew side, yes, the crew gets paid up front, right? Below the line, typically, there might be some deals below the line that happen where there's points on the back end. But most of the points are reserved, at least my understanding in mm -hmm. my world, is always the points are reserved for above the line, right? Correct. Let's talk about, I can give my personal example. I invest my own time, money, energy, way more than, than I'm willing to commit. They don't ever see it, mm -hmm. right? I put in more hours that are not regulated, right? That are not unionized, that are not termed. I put in extra time to whether you want to call it social media and PR my own films. Yeah. I put in extra time in the edit bay. I put in extra time writing. I put in extra time. I put in more time after I've been paid than I do when I'm making the movie. That's the reality of the situation. I only recoup that if the movie works. That's for me. So it's value for value exchange. I'm willing to risk to believe because I believe in the product enough, which is what he's saying, yeah. or it, to be... Yes, gender neutral. Gender neutral. What the individual is saying is, I'm zeroing out. I'm putting it out there, and I'm taking a hit and putting it out. So I'm hoping that in return, they watch my movie, and then my movie able helps me recoup the amount of time, energy, and life, <laughs> which is the exchange I'm making. My yeah. living, breathing breaths and thoughts and energy, and the fact is... The day you were born, you were destined to die. Yes. So I am trading some of my time on this planet, <laughs> in this universe, in this sphere for that. So there is a value for value exchange, and I recognize that value for value exchange. And look, and for it's me, a simple debate to me. It just doesn't make any sense. For me, for me, when you talk about the crew side, and well, look, they got paid. They got paid on that movie. Yes. But it, the point isn't that, you know, they got paid on that movie, so I'm, you know, I can take it. I'm only affecting the the higher ups. The point is you're affecting an entire economy, right? The idea that I'm not affecting the crew because they've already been paid on that movie. So I'm going to watch that movie. Well, if that movie doesn't do as well and that those people who make that movie don't do well, they're not going to invest as much money in the next movie and in the next movie. Um, it is, it is these small things that cripple entire business economies. I mean, you look at Detroit, you look, you know, you just go through the list Okay, 
you know, if I buy this one, you know, Japanese car, I'm not going to kill the American, um, uh, you know, auto industry. Right. You're not. But over the course of 20 years, and look, look, part of it is goes to that argument of the industry needs to catch up, you know, and, and you know, Netflix and all that. But my point is by saying, I only affect, you know, I don't affect the crew because they've already been paid and actors are overpaid anyway and all this sort of stuff on a very minute scale. uh, Okay. Yeah, whatever. But on the bigger scale, you're, you are going to affect those people. You are going to take money out of their pocket because you are killing the industry that feeds them. Right. Uh, And it's, it's to me, it is that simple. In the same argument though, right. For for free exchange of information. Mm Mm-hmm. And monetize it on YouTube, like right, they all right. say, great. Okay, so that means you have to watch an ad. It means you have to watch an ad. And you know why people love to cut the cord? Because they don't have to watch ads. Or yeah. there's a little button that shows up on the bottom of YouTube that says skip ad so they can skip past it. And people get mad, at least my circle of friends get have talked about it. They get angry when they're forced to watch the 30-second you know, commercial. Or every time, uh, like I watched something on Hulu. No, no, I watched The Expanse on Sci-Fi Channel, right? Yeah. And I, pay, I pay for Xfinity, so I log in and do the whole thing and run it the right way. And I was watching The Expanse, and there's commercials in it. And the commercials are like three minutes long. It's enough for me to get up and go to the bathroom in my office, to walk down the hall, go to the bathroom, and come back and pick up where I was. I don't even have to pause it. But it's still commercials. But, um, Drew. There's advertisers justifying that cost. Oh, well, that's monetizing it over. You were, you were killing the industry by not watching those commercials, Drew. See, and then there we go into that space, right? <laughs> now, and look, I, I totally agree. I mean, look, um, for me, in the end, this comes down to two things. It comes down to just what basic humans are like. Basic humans, I think, in my opinion, will always go the least impactful upon them and the easiest for them. Right. Uh, I do it. You do it. We all do it. You know, some people are motivated to work out every every day. Some people are motivated to work out three times. But for the most part, um, we tend to go the path of least resistance. Um, and to a certain degree, the industry needs to figure out ways to know that this is this is just the world we're going to live. We're not going to stop piracy. And we can wag our fingers at everybody. We can say, you shouldn't steal. It's like stealing money from a baby or whatever it is that we say. And you know, most people are going to roll their eyes and say, whatever. Um, so on a certain extent, I do. I think we need to educate people and let them know, actually, you are affecting us. Right. right? So please keep that in mind when you download something for free. I do think that we in the industry need to figure out ways to, quote unquote, monetize it. I find that argument to be silly because isn't that kind of what it was before? Monetizing. Yeah, it is monetized. It yeah. is monetized. It's just changing the paradigm. Okay. But, I mean, you know, all these other arguments, it's to me, it's justifying something, right? It's justifying something that I think most people know isn't right. It's easy and they're not going to get in trouble. So they're going to assuage their conscience by doing it. There's probably a few people that actually believe it. But, um, you know, cool. They actually believe it's okay for them to do that. That's fine. Whatever. But I, in my opinion, most people have a feeling that it's not quite right. And what we need to do in this industry, in my opinion, is take away that laziness factor and make it easy for them to give us money for this product. Right. Make them want us to give money for this product. It's happening through VOD. It's yeah, happening. I agree. Um, and and the right kind of advertising. And theaters are trying to make it an experience. That's why we've seen the upsurgence of 3D in the theaters. And whether you like it or not, that's part of what the industry is doing. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you just you keep it because it's here. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it, it, to, to kind of close out on my ending thoughts is you, you stole a little bit of my thunder is my point is if you want to get butts in seats make theatrical experience relevant again right yeah absolutely whether it's 3d or or riskier films going into the theater like you know non-safe new ideas something that's you must see in the theaters you know making yeah. that experience i think more access to vod channels is an important one and we have some really cool ones vhx vimeo these are all new ones right youtube now allows you to rent on on youtube or it's been that way for a little while but there's other product lines that have come along to introduce us into this space and make it accessible so it's there all you do is type it in search yeah it's just leaving off the word torrent or rapid share <laughs> or whatever the other thing is free leaving off the certain words to say, I'm going to make the commitment to do that because how it does affect the crew line and the status across the board 
indie guys, right? Yeah. And gals that are working in the business that start out on smaller shows, need those smaller shows in order to build the resume, to get enough of the resume. Not all these people are overnight successes, as we've talked about on the show, which is the very point of Between the Line is yeah. that it's not all overnight successes. Everyone has worked hard to get there and they've climbed this ladder to get there by doing these smaller films. If those smaller films get pirated, then the filmmakers don't see any reward and therefore the film doesn't get the exposure that it needs to push it to the next level because the way the business does work is if the film is not a success financially, chances are it won't be a success that that creative team can't be a success going forward. Right. So then it creates a bigger risk paradigm between them or dis, uh, disparity between yeah. them. So the, so the risk is even the, more. It's a bigger risk. It's already yeah. a risk, yeah. but now it's even a bigger risk because we don't know if they can do it. That's where I am. Yeah. That's the world we live in, Look, right? It, and it's the reality of the situation. If you hate reality shows, reality shows are part of the response to piracy. That's correct. Absolutely, because it's a cheap, easy thing to do. Or stop watching. Yeah. Stop watching the movies. If you want it, if you literally want to see free content, just stop watching movies and television altogether. Yeah, or 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 or, or look, you know, if you wanna give to artists, if you if you think it's important, if you've ever been screwed by the internet taking away from your, your brick and mortar store, if any then you know, next time you wanna watch a movie, click on uh just, just pay for an independent film. Right. Say I'm gonna take this one little step towards, you know, Helping an industry towards making an industry stay creative, making an industry stay fresh. Go Better pay yet, for an independent. Here's an idea. If you liked a movie, I don't care what the actor level was mm -hmm. in it, write a check. You can find their address and mail them to their fan club. Mail, <laughs> mail, yeah, there you go. literally mail them a check for a dollar, a hundred dollars and say, hey, I pirated your movie, but I liked it. So here's a dollar. Yeah. Done. Problem solved. Right. It's going to cost you more to send the damn thing than anything else. All right. So I'm now I'm all riled up <laughs> and we have a conference call. So let's uh, let's kind of close things out here. Yeah. So. You know, as always, stay frosty, stay sharp, don't steal, please, and uh, cut. Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.